All right, y'all. So y'all already know what time it is because y'all hearing my voice. This is the Hooper Summer Series. Of course, I'm John W. It's Fresh X. And we're joined by another special guest. I say stay is filled with guests. Um, making waves on Twitter for college basketball. Shout out to Daniel Artes, I'm up 257 Sports Media. He's up, signed over there. If you haven't checked out any of his writing, you need to do that. Uh, Fred, you want to give the introduction today? Yep, for sure. So I want to, uh, you know, today we're talking to somebody that I've been wanting to speak to for a minute on the show. Um, Really kept me plugged into college basketball last year, for real. Like, he's a him with the collective and homie Will and just some of the spaces that they did. Um New to 265 Media. Um, we got a shout out to uh, the homie Kev, Easy Money Kev on Twitter. What's going on, man? Doing good, man. Enjoying the rest of this summer before it ends. How about y'all? How y'all doing? Yeah, same thing. And trying to enjoy the last couple of weeks of the summer. Uh, it's vacation time. Got a beach trip coming up soon. My son in Jamaica right now, so I'm trying to get like him. <laughs> uh, I'm <jealous>. Shoot. <laughs> right. But, uh, man, I want to know what I asked everybody. Like, this is the, you know, we've interacted uh, on Twitter, NBA, Twitter, basketball, Twitter for a while. But I always ask people, like, how did you get like just your start with sports and sports podcasting period? Did you play sports or just like a lover for the game? And how did that lead to you like talking about it? Yeah, um, it's a combination of both. Um, I only played in high school. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say I was about to be this big D1 dude or D2. Like, I, I had no confidence in myself at the time. I could shoot, and I still got it. Don't get it twisted. But I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and cap and tell y'all something I wasn't. But, you know, I, I had fun. I loved playing. I was like – I was kind of like Rondo. Like, I just love to pass and get my dudes involved, get their shots, play defense. But um, after high school, I was just – you know, if, if you talk to me during, like, lunch, like, any of my homies will tell you, we used to just sit and just debate basketball all the time, just talking hoops, talking everything, you know what I'm saying? And um, I always had a passion for it. So, like, when I first started podcasting, because that's where I, really where I just went first, um, probably, like, beginning of 2018, kind of, like, when podcasts started, like, jumping a little bit. But um, I just always enjoyed it, bro. Like, you can ask any of my homies, we just always talk basketball, like, all the time. Like, that was all I did. I never played any other sport, and it was just, like, ball is life for real. Right. That's what's up. And um, I know you uh, recently, you've been over there for a while, but you made the move over to 265 Media. You're the host of um, the, the Real ba- Real Talk Basketball Podcast. Um, yep. I, I, I like how you guys, it's all about the game over there. Like I said, shout out to Daniel Tess, shout out to K-Dot uh, Lou over there. It's about basketball. and not just trying to get the hottest take or be the first person to say something. It's just having something to say. So, um, you know what I mean? How did y'all kind of link up and what made you, you know, make the move move over there to, you know, want to work with them? Man, it was kind of crazy because he told me he had been listening to my other podcast for like some time, but he thought I was with somebody else at the time. Like he thought I was working for somebody else and, I mean, I've been working for different people, but nothing like, you know, too serious. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't even care right now to be working for bread like that because bread is whatever. I just I just like to do it because I like to do it. So when he asked me, um, I said, hell, yeah, I'll take it off the show. Like he said, he's been trying to yes. focus on women's basketball. And I was like, all right. He's like, you can just do NBA. You can do high school, college. And I love all three levels. You know what I'm saying? I love the NBA just as much as college. I probably love college the most, to be honest. But and I love high school basketball, too. And so. Um, he said that I was like, man, I'll take it. You know, he's tapped in with a lot of people and I'm at a point right now where I'm just trying to grow. Like, yo, I'm just grinding. 
you know, trying to get my name out there working and, you know, going step by step. Right. True that. Just um, real quick, um, Bill Russell just passed recently. And I think we all, you know, Bill Russell meant the same for all of us, but he also meant something different. Um, just even off the basketball court with how he approached civil rights and the empowerment and the forward movement of black people as a culture, as a people, economically, socially. And I think more than ever, a lot of black athletes have gotten back in tune. I've never been one to, you know, celebrity shouldn't be these people because they absolutely have an obligation, whether they want to fulfill it or not to our community to make sure that they do lead us in the right direction or they do making sure that they are saying good examples for the younger black men coming up. Just to see black athletes today after what Bill Russell, you know, players like Kareem, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf has tried to pass down. How do you, not even just basketball players, but just black athletes in general, how do you feel about, you know, how they have taken on that, you know, a four role in, you know, being in these protests and standing up for something more than, you know, any other time outside of those Bill Russell days, honestly? I love it. Um, these dudes have a voice. These dudes are powerful. You know, they earn the right to speak their mind. And I love it because, you know, these dudes are role models for us, you know what I'm saying, for the kids at the least. And, you know, when you're coming up, you you always, especially, you know, we black, we always trying to find a role model, somebody to look up to, somebody can guide us because it ain't easy, you know what I'm saying? And so for them, they got these platforms, they're capable of uniting people, which we all need, you know, our people, we need it more than anybody. And it, it's nothing better, you know what I'm saying? We, we need that, we need unity. If nobody gonna do it, it's gonna be us, you know what I'm saying? So it takes us and when we together, we're unbreakable, we're unstoppable. I agree with that. Right. And I, I think, you know, it started with, uh, I mean, it's all happened over the years. Like you said, it started with Bill Russell, them, obviously. And then you get the more athletes speaking up. I would say it started with the Heat when, the, you know, Trayvon Martin, Martin passed and they all wore the hoodie. And then, yeah. you know, you get to the Joe Floyd and the bubble the last couple, uh, couple of years and the things that happened there and athletes and, you know, not to, forget about Colin Kaepernick and things like that. You know, I'm just right. talking basketball, but the athletes, it do seem like they're taking more of a challenge of being more than just an athlete. I remember I saw you say on Twitter, you know, people just want to talk hoops to you, but, you know, you you like to do other things <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. that. That that hit with me so hard, bro, because I, I feel that too. Um, so I just, I just appreciate not even just the players, but even the people that, you know, speak to that space and to let them know, like, yeah, we talk basketball, they play basketball, but it's more than just that. And I, I feel like you a person that stands on that a lot. Where does that kind of come from, from you? You know, is it people around you or just something you picked up over the years? I mean, it's a combination of both. You know, I always like to say, like, I was raised by a village. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people kind of play a role in my life. And I take, like, you know, people always say, like, you can't, like, it's all these dumb phrases, but I, I heard people talk about, like, they can't learn from people that are broker than them or whatever. I'm like, bro, you can literally learn from anybody. You know what I'm saying? You can learn from a six-year-old. You can learn from a 60-year-old. And I always kept that in mind. And, like, I use everything as a sign. Like, I take, I literally take everything as a sign, like, no matter if it's good or bad. You know what I'm saying? And so, really, to me, like, I know I said ball is life at the beginning of the episode, but, like, it's way more to life than just basketball. Like, don't get it twisted. I love, I love basketball, bro. I, I love. It. I talk about it. I think about it all the time. I, I want, I want to go hoop right now. Matter of fact, but I also know that, you know, it's stuff going on in the streets. It's stuff, you know, people going through personally. You know, stuff we don't hear about, but you know, people are suffering. And not even just that, but like we all got our own problems too. At the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying nobody's perfect, and we all go through things. And I just feel like 
we got to be cool with one another because we all going through different things, man. We don't know. We don't speak on it. But, you know, even just us chatting, chopping up right now, like, I feel better just off that. You know what I'm saying? Because I could be doing anything right now. But I was like, man, I'm trying to come talk who's with y'all right now. So it's like, I just feel like people be trying to limit each other. And again, it's just more to life, bro. Like, sometimes I just want to chill. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I just want to go out, go bowling or something, go do some chill stuff. Like, basketball's cool. It's always going to be there. Don't get it twisted. But I don't let it consume me. Like, when the Heat lost in game seven to Boston, I didn't, I wasn't pouting my head for the rest of the day. I was like, hell no, I'm about to go outside and go do something. Like, what? So it's like, <laughs> it, it ain't the end of the world, bro. Basketball is great. Again, don't get it twisted. But it's way more to this life than what we just tell ourselves. Right. Yeah. I, de- I definitely appreciate that that aspect of you and your perspective and what you always put out there. But getting into basketball, like I said, one of my favorite things that you talk about, like you don't really understand how y'all really kept me tapped into basketball to college last year. Cause um, I, I haven't been on it as much the last couple of years. And I try to get back into it and like really listening to y'all spaces is what really had me watching. I want to start. I know you're a Michigan state fan. Um, I know you cover the game period, but I know you like Michigan State. So I just want to start yep, kind of yep. with you and, you know, how do you think the team looks this year and maybe some players on Michigan State in particular first that we should be looking out for? First of all, I appreciate you for tapping into the collective for real. Every Friday we be on that. My guys, Will, Nick, and everybody else. But um, this year's team I'm excited for because I feel like, you know, for the college fans out there, like, to me, Coach Izzo's best teams are kind of like the teams that don't get talked about a lot in the offseason. But they kind of, like, surprise you going towards it back in the season. I think this team could be that. Like, we play a loaded schedule this year. We play, like, in, like, the first month, I think we play, like, Kentucky, Villanova, Gonzaga. Like, we play hella team. You know what I'm saying? So, like, on paper, we're not the greatest. And I know a lot of fans probably want us to hit the transfer portal because we needed a, another wing. We're kind of small right now. We definitely need another center. But – I like it. I think the name to watch out for that I've been telling a lot of people on Twitter, and I truly believe this guy's going to be an NBA player. If not next draft, then definitely 2024, and that's Jaden Akins. So who else kind of in the college landscape that, you, that you're really watching out for this year? I've heard a lot about TCU and the season that they're expected to have. You know, about Gonzaga, they've been really good this year, uh, in the last couple of years. I mean, period, Kentucky, and things like that. Who else, you know, across the college landscape you checking out this year? Man, personally, my favorite player outside of Michigan State is probably Tyrese Hunter. Um, Ruzi from Wisconsin, played last year at Iowa State. Um, 6'3 PG, led them to the Sweet 16 for the first time in a minute. Um, this dude, man, super athletic, great passer, leading the pick and roll can knock down threes like his jumper was kind of iffy for a little bit of his freshman year but down the stretch like when he started getting comfortable he just took off and honestly like I truly believe if he put his name into this year's draft class to me he probably would have been the number one point guard drafted like easily like he would he would have been better than all of them but because he's coming back like the college basketball fan of me is happy as hell but when he gets to the NBA like that dude is going to be a problem so remember the name Tyrese Hunter um another one is Mike Miles you know TCU um, another dude that could have put his name into the draft, like hell of a floater game, can get into the paint at will, big body, originally from Texas, uh, played on the same uh, AAU team as Kay Cunningham back in the day. So they used to be dominant, you know, the shout to the Texas Titans. Um, and, yeah, those are probably my favorites. Um, another one, too, I'll say is from Creighton. I'm really high on this Creighton team this year. 
Um, I know okay. that's, that sounds crazy as hell, but like they got <laughs> they got three dudes that are coming back as sophomores. One is Ryan Nemhard, younger brother Andrew Nemhard, who just got drafted to the Pacers. I think he got like the biggest bag for like a second round draft pick, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's supposed to be good. He broke his wrist last year, but uh, he gonna come back with a vengeance. Trey Alexander, another dude I'm high on from Oklahoma. 6'5 shooting guard can just knock down shots at a high rate. He had to play point guard because of Ryan Nemhart's injury last year. And then the dude I'm, I'm really high on, I think has like the best pro potential, is a dude named Arthur Kaluma. 6'8 four can stretch out the floor, mismatch for bigger bids, can post up smaller dudes. Like he's like that PJ Tucker mode. You know what I'm saying? A guy that he don't got to really score to impact the game, but when he's scoring, like he just takes his team to a different level. And I think a lot of NBA teams value that. And when he comes out next year, like he's going to be a hell of a player. But it's a lot of talent in the college game right now, man. I can go on and on and on, but I'll just give you guys those names for now. Nah, but just real quick, just go back to Michigan State real quick because Michigan State is one of those programs have a lot of great players in their history. Just yep. been a great program. Yep. But I don't think they get that same – they don't always get that same level as attention as a Kansas or a Kentucky or a Duke mm-hmm. or North Carolina. And they've been on par, if not better, with those teams. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, not winning the championships since the uh, Flintstone days. I think a lot of it comes down to a lot of people just don't like Izzo like that for some reason. I don't understand. I don't understand. I think he's cool. Like, no bias. But, like, to me, like, you know, you mentioned, you know, we had Cassius Winston, Shannon Brown, Jaron Jackson Jr., Draymond Green, Kalen Lucas, Adrian Payne, Derek Nix, Scott Skiles, you know, going way back. Like, we done had so many elite players come out of the program that it's not even funny. Like, of course, not all of them translated that well or great to the NBA like that, but – they made the most out of their time at college and they made the most in their professional careers outside the NBA too. So like, to me, like, I love it. Honestly, I love being like, I won't say we're the underdog, but like, we just get counted out a lot and it's crazy to me. But again, I think that's when Izzo like, is at his best when he's counted out, when he's denied, when he feel like people are just not showing enough love. And so I can't really tell what it is. I just think it's kind of like, I won't even say disrespect, but I think people just kind of like rub us off because we not, you know, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we do it our own way and we don't, I think, I think the biggest thing is too, and I'll I'll finish is that we are not consistently bringing in like the number one, you know, recruiting class or like the number one player in the country. Like it's a rarity for us. You know what I'm saying? Like getting Xavier Booker was big. You know, of course, Jaron Jackson Jr. was the most recent, like big dude to pop. But like outside of that, like we don't, we're not bringing in a whole bunch of five-star players every season. Like that's a rarity for us. You, you kind of got to wait your turn sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like Cassius Winston, damn near the best point guard we've had under Izzo. Like he had to wait his turn. There was a couple other point guards ahead of him. So like it's a processing thing, but you know, everybody falls in, everybody falls in love with these one and done dudes, which is cool, but like, I mean, you just look at this past year's draft. You had Johnny Davis, sophomore, Bendick Mathurin, sophomore, Jaden Ivey, sophomore, Keegan Murray, sophomore. So, like, I mean, I, I really don't think the NBA is, is as fascinated as with one and dones anymore like they used to. You know, fans are, but that's fans. But to me, it's just like, bro, it's a process. Regardless, you know, whatever school you go to, they're gonna have their own too. So, right. it is what it is, though. Nah, yeah, facts. Yeah, I can I can feel you on that. Definitely a developmental program. I remember a thing, like I said, I haven't been as tapped in the last couple of years, but I remember for a while, like every Same senior time. from Izzo's class made it to the Final Four. If you yep. made it through your senior year, you were going to see the, the Final Four. So definitely, like he, like you said, he's one of the all-time great coaches, um, all, one of the all-time great programs, a lot of players throughout the league or whatever. Um, just switching up for a second to the, uh, to, to the league, to the association. 
how do you feel about some of the moves that Miami, the Heat have made? I know you're, you're you know, the Heat is a fan. The Heat is a team you watch. They've been in some of the Donovan Mitchell talks. They were in some of the KD talks. Um, I've even heard some talks like they've considered getting like John Collins and things like that. So how do you feel about the offseason that the Heat has had and how close are they, they to competing for that championship that we know they want? Oh, man. Um... So, so far, it sucked, I guess you could say. Like, it ain't been terrible. Like, because to me, it's like a lot of fans aren't really with the theory about running it back. And I don't really mind it because, like, I'll be honest, losing P.J. Tucker is a tough-ass loss. He was great for us this past season. He arguably had his best season of his entire NBA career with us this past year. Um, And then the biggest thing to me is that we need somebody – this was evident in the playoffs – but we need somebody that can consistently – get their own bucket and you don't got to run a play for him outside of Jimmy. Like Jimmy yeah. was the only dude clearly that could do that for us. And it could be Tyler Hero, but for him, like his next thing, he got to get stronger and he got to tighten up his handle. Like those are the biggest things for him. And then you look at Victor Ladipo, who I've been saying like this dude could be a wild card for us. And I'm glad that we re-signed him because unlike last all season, like he had to think about rehabbing. You know, he was in a in a you know he was in the doctors, you know, with the doctors. And so like now he got a real off season to finally get back to hoop. And this is the first time he's had it in a long time. And I look at him kind of how I look at Clay Thompson. Like Clay played more regular season games at Oladipo, but even Clay in the playoffs, he still looked kind of rusty. And True. Depot Depot only played like 15 regular season games, and then we threw him right into the playoffs. So like his defense was great. But I really think he can get back to being like a really good offensive contributor for us. And so like you also got to think like I think Bam could get better a little bit. I'm not saying and it's a big weird thing with Bam and Heat fans because like they think he's this dude that's like a walking 25 points and 10 rebounds. And (laughs) I love Bam, but that's just not him. Like y'all know that's just not him. Like I've been watching him since high school. And like I like I always honestly, I didn't even think Bam was gonna be as good as he is today, if I'm being honest. So like anything he does prior or past what he's doing now, like I'm I'm rooting for him because like he's never been a scorer like that, bro. Like he's just not a dude that you can just give him the ball and say, go get us a bucket. Like, nah, bro, you gotta run things to, through him. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a hell of a playmaker. He's one of the best defensive players in the league. But I do think he should be more assertive and aggressive for sure. But he's not like this killer, you know, scorer like that. But the the best thing about the Heat right now currently is that it's a lot of dudes who just started playing last year for the first year rotational minutes from Caleb Martin, um, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, like all three of those dudes were key pieces in the playoffs. And so I'm assuming that they're going to get better because again, this was just their first year playing real, not even just playoff minutes, but real rotational minutes in the regular season, filling out the 82 season grind. So like, I don't think we're as down bad as a lot of Heat fans would make it seem, but we do need somebody to step up offensively because that's just all it is right now. So I'm not too worried, but I'm looking at teams like y'all, like the Hawks, y'all on the rise. You know what I'm saying? The Cavs, I think, are going to make a regular season jump next year. I really believe that. Like, it's a few teams out there that are ready to take that leap in the regular season. So, like, it's not a given that we're going to be the one seed again. You know what I'm saying? We kind of had a good draw, too. We had a, you know, we had the Hawks, which we just were the favorable matchup. And then we had the Six. I knew we was going to beat them because they ain't, they ain't never been no real contender. So, like, um, we'll see. But I'm not too worried, bro. I'm really not. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I feel you, know, man. Like I said, Miami is one of those teams that are always 
one offense, one extra offensive creator away. And just speaking on Bam, like I remember Bam freshman year in Kentucky, and just as good as he is now, I don't think people even saw that coming out of Kentucky. They saw a rim runner, a dude who was a good passer, good defensively, but yeah, he was never the fact that he's hitting jump shot. I know a lot of people are even surprised about that because they, exactly. they they didn't see a lot of that in his game. But shout out to Bam who has improved every year. I know Fresh is always saying, you know, sometimes he, you know, that assertiveness, you know, he could be more assertive, but sometimes he let Jimmy Butler do his thing because some players like that are always going to believe in that pecking order. And Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is the big dog on that team. And he's definitely embraced everything about Miami Heat culture since he's been down there. All right, this is the summertime series, and like we've had mostly, you know, you know, guys who've grown up playing basketball in one way or another. So you cover college, high school, NBA, AU, AU season is in full effect right now. I've been seeing some crazy videos. I can't think of the kid name, um, but he was doing some stuff, put it under both legs under the rim for a dunk. <laughs> he dunked on somebody, just some ridiculous. Growing up, AAU was like, if you played AAU, you already knew your summers was going to be fun, but they was going to be long, 6.30 games, 7.30 games, three games in one day. What's, how do you feel about the AAU landscape right now? Because I know a lot of people have an opinion on it, a lot of it being negative just with you know how players are developing. But how do you feel about AAU right now? Man, first of all, I'm, I'm, thank you for asking me that question because I've actually kind of always wanted to speak on this for a minute now, but – um, I say it's in a good place, in my opinion. Like, when we when you first say AAU, like, the average person going to be like, they're going to tell you all the bad things about it, like the lame-ass parents, the bad refs, and all the traveling and the cost and different things like that. But, like, to me, like, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but I feel like the game is forever evolving. You know what I'm saying? Soccer's evolving, football's evolving, basketball's evolving, and it's only more and more talent out there. And so not everybody can play on the EYBL for Nike or 3SSB for Adidas or UA Next for Under Armour. So, like, to see these dudes getting the opportunity playing for just, like, their local AU team is great. You know what I'm saying? The future of the game, I look at it as in, as in bright hands. Like, it's going to be more and more guys like John Morant that pop up that we don't really hear about like that in high school, but then they get to college and they take off. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the beauty of it, and I, and I really believe that. So, like, I think it's in a great place. Um, the only knock I'll ever have on it is probably that they play a little bit too many games. Um, yeah. That's that's probably the only thing, like, honestly. like, And, and that's not even too crazy. I just feel like you don't want to burn these dudes out because, like, you look at a guy like I'll say for Bronny like this dude he was playing at Peace Jam this team didn't make the actual Peace Jam they made like the Constellation Tournament but like he was playing there and then right back he was in Vegas and then he's still doing some other stuff right now so it's like sometimes they gotta chill man they young they kids let them enjoy their childhood but like I understand like these dudes is dedicated so I, I'll never knock it but that's probably the only thing it's probably a little too many games but aside from that I think it's in a great place um, it's a lot of good coaches out there that I've ran into and the game is I'll say it's in a great place right now when it comes to the future. Now, yeah, I definitely agree with that because I know one thing that um, AAU has gotten to knock on a lot lately is the development, and especially um, RIP after Kobe had came out and said, you know, how Europeans, you know, or just foreign, you know, countries in general develop their players a little differently, so it's more fundamentally sound. Whereas over here, if you can, you know, if you can put the ball between your legs three times, sidestep, and hit a jump shot. No coaches stop you because you're showing that ability to help you. And I feel like sometimes we forget that for now, you know, AAU travel teams, their school team, it's not the only time these players are working on their games. And I think True. sometimes that gets forgotten a lot because, like you said, mm-hmm. the game 
develop and you got to open up and let these players be who they are. And I think yeah. that's one thing that basketball has always allowed more than any other sport. You can see our faces, you know, you can see tattoos, the shoes are more recognizable. So for a player, like, who is a coach to tell a player, like, I understand you got a big, flashy game, but don't play like that because that's not the right way to play when exactly. really passing the ball, he's moving, setting picks, cutting. Who say he's not playing the right way? He just has a big style about his game, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of times people will see that, you know, a player try a 360 dunk when he can, you know, he might not be doing that yet. Oh, that's terrible for the game. Why? Because the player is trying something that he wants to get comfortable with because one day he, gonna, he might just 360 on your son. Like, <laughs> that's just how I feel about it. Like, I feel like the development things just get overblown because we see a player like Luca. But in between Luca, who was the last Luca? Since Luca, who's been you know, <laughs> like, who's, who's the last Luca for real? Like, that's a general play, generational player. Like, who was like LeBron, Jordan? Like, it's not going every European player is not going to be like that. And if you follow the game long enough, you're of a certain age. Every player from Europe, Michael Petrus, the next Michael Jordan, you've had this. And Luca's the only one who's shown, like, nah, he can. Like especially especially as a wing, like big man, yeah, but on yeah. the wing, nah, mm-hmm. ain't no foreign player been developed like Lucas for real. I agree with you on that. Um coming out of this year, well first what I wanna ask you, uh the collective bargaining talks is coming up in the NBA and I know you keep your eye heavy on, like you say, the amateur game, high school, college and the NBA. Are you for them? Uh, for years, Adam Silver kind of wanted to raise the age limit. He he was on record of saying he wanted to go up to 20, but recently mm-hmm. um, he said that he wanted to go down to 18. And I'll give you my take. I personally am a big fan of it because the NBA raised the age rate because they wanted to get scouts out of the high school gyms. That's what they said. Right. But now yeah. it seems like kind of trying to embrace it um, kind of because of the European thing and how, you know, players can become pro at 16 over there. So you can kind of touch them a little earlier. You can, you know, give them some development earlier. You can give them some advice earlier. Are you for lowering the age uh, uh, range, taking it back to 18 and being there to come out of high school? Um, or do you think it, it's good? Where is that? Should they raise it? How do you kind of feel about the age uh, thing in the NBA? Yeah, no, I think dudes should be – they should be able to come straight out of high school um, because, I mean, if we just being honest, like, first of all, not everybody trying to go to college, bro. Like, if I'm just being real, like, me personally, I know as soon as I graduated from high school, I knew I was not going to college, bro. Like, I told myself I couldn't do it. Like, I just didn't have the patience for it. I was just being real with myself. So, like, I can imagine, like, as a hooper, you probably the most busiest – one of the most busiest athletes on the campus, you know what I'm saying, trying to bounce out of school and this and that and all these things. So, like, I'm already knowing how that would be. So, like, I just say, like, lower – it's no reason it should have been one year removed from high school anyway, like, especially because, like, now, which I'm kind of grateful for, but, like, now you got overtime elite that you can go through, spend a year at, don't got to worry about school, and then can just hit the league. Or you can join the G League at night and just go straight to the NBA technically. So, like, I'm glad that they're opening up other paths and routes because before, like, we seen LaMelo Ball, he had to go to Australia, and then he had to come back over. So, like, you don't want that to happen like that. And so I'm glad they did that. But I'm all for, like, just let them go straight out of high school. The only knock I have on it, again, it's the one knock. It's not too big, but just, like, the only thing I'll say is that I don't want dudes that get pressured and aren't ready for their families to just push them to that route. You know what I'm saying? Cause some dudes need college, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though they won't admit it, but like that one year development could literally change the trajectory of your entire career. and could be the difference between, you know, $10 million and $40 million. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, 
that's the only knock I have. But it, again, that's kind of like a small knock. I don't think it'll be as common, but I know it is some, you know, bad circles out there that might push them kids into that. But I'm all for like, bro, if the, if the dude feels like they're ready, then let them go. And same for, same thing for the women's game too. Like women's, I believe you have to stay for like three. Like that's insane to me. Right. Like, <laughs> That's that's just crazy. Like Aaliyah Boston should easily be in the WNBA right now. Like you know what I'm saying? Ryan Howard was ready for the WNBA multiple years ago. So like, you know, it is what it is. I just think lower, bro, it makes all the sense in the world and don't change it back because there was no point in changing it in the first place. Yeah, I think changing it, I've heard Jalen Rose say it a lot of times, so I'm not going to act like it's my words, but changing it definitely felt like a race thing because all mm-hmm. of you know, young black kids are going to the, to the league. And I mean, it's pretty much only a thing. I mean, Football is a physical thing. We understand out of high school, you, yeah. you don't really be tackling grown men, but like you can go pro in tennis, you can go pro soccer, uh, you know what I mean? Golf, Baseball, hockey. Right. Yeah, you can right. go pro, you can go pro at 16 and some of those. So mm-hmm. I like the fact that the NBA is starting to take like the, the NBA Academy is more serious, junior NBA series. And I think as every team starts getting a G League team, like it's going to look totally different in a couple of years. So I'm definitely a fan of that also. Um, um, man, that's pretty much all we got. Uh, definitely appreciate you coming on here, you know, working with us through some technical difficulties that we had. But, it's, you know, this has been one I've been waiting to, to do for a minute. Man, is there anything that you're working on, anything that you want people to check out? I mean, obviously your show that you got going on uh, right now, your pod. Uh, but is there anything you want, want to let people know to check out, to look out? Yeah, for man. Um, first of all, again, I appreciate y'all. I've been tapped in with y'all for a, a long minute now. I mean, y'all keep doing y'all thing. Keep being great. Keep, keep succeeding. Keep striving. And um, I'll just say I'm doing a lot right now. I got the Kevo Bands Hoops podcast available on all platforms. Yep. I got Real Basketball Talk, No Hot Takes with Daniel Artest and 265 Media on all platforms. Yep. Um, when the college season gets near, um, which I believe is in like four months, I believe, um, you'll see me riding a lot for nuts and bolts sports. But outside of that, man, grinding and enjoying life, man. Appreciate y'all for real. Yeah, that's dope. So definitely uh, look forward to seeing what you're writing. Um, definitely look forward to, like I say, listen to your podcast. Um, both of those pods, um, I check both of those out. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm a big fan of the collective, so I look forward to listening to that during the year. And honestly, oh. uh, we definitely got to tap in with you more during the during the season. Uh, sure. sure. I can get you on here. So Definitely. But, yeah, no, other than that, like I say, it's a summer series. We appreciate you coming on here. You know, you know, just talking with us. Like I say, shout out to everything you do, everything you got going on. This is the first of many times. And when y'all hear this, I hope y'all love it. It's like, like we love recording it. But I'm John W. Fresh X. And we are the Hoopers. All right, y'all. Peace.